it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and fresh ideas here in Northwest Indiana. I am your host, Kathy Sibble, and uh, today I have some very special guests who I'm going to introduce shortly, but first I want to tell you that you can find out more about this podcast at 219greenconnect.com, and you can get the past show archives there news and upcoming events, or you can also look us up on Facebook or Twitter. Our ID on both of those are at 219GreenConnect, and you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. So with me today, I'm very happy to have two very good friends and uh, just movers and shakers in the environmental community. I have uh, two guests today from Highland Neighbors for Sustainability, Connie Wachala, and Kathy uh, Perrin. I'm trying very hard to say her name correctly because I think I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> but why don't I turn it over to you, and you can tell people what we've been working on. I say we. I include myself as just a big supporter of what you're working on and doing it in the larger context of our current regional climate action plan. But who, who would like to speak first? Um, I'll go, Kathy. Thank you for, so much for giving us this opportunity today. I would like to talk about sustainability commissions and why everybody should want to be on one. Um, A sustainability commission is uh, a group of people who want to get together and make make things better for their community. Uh, I don't know if anybody has sat in on their town or city council meetings, but they're rather dry things, and the, the, the town and the council members, they have so much on their plate. They're dealing with so many things. And a sustainability commission would be able to concentrate on, uh, on, on green issues. They, could, they don't have to worry about insurance. They don't have to worry about all these other issues going on. They can just concent, uh, concentrate on making their community greener. Um, and so we'd like to get... Um, we have lots and lots of passionate, creative, and talented residents who can take the initiative to educate the public about making better choices throughout, throughout their town, throughout their households. And there's um, several communities in Indiana already do have sustainability commissions. Example, there's a great one in Michigan City. Bloomington, Indianapolis, Goshen, and Richmond all have them. The Michigan City one has um, made their city a solar-ready committee. They, have, um, they also have something called Caught Being Green that if we can get ours going in Highland, I would like to steal. Every, every month or so, they highlight a, um, an individual citizen who's doing something green and then promote that to the whole, the whole rest of the community. And uh, they're also promoting uh, learning your carbon footprint and they're upgrading their trash cans to include recycling. And there's 
all sorts of things that we can do right here in Northwest Indiana to make life better to combat all the uh, all the uh, things that are going on with the climate. Thank you. That is a great introduction to why sustainability commissions. And I, I do want to give a shout out too to uh, Michigan City and Green Drinks that's currently hosted by um, Nancy Moldenauer and a lot of other great supporters who are who live in Michigan City, they hosted an online event back in November of last year, 2021. I think it was about this very topic. And I think both of you were there, were you not? I believe we might have been. Yeah, I think so. I think think that helped get a lot of interest from what I understand. I mean, you've told me about several people you've been in contact with around Lake County, and I know there's some interest here in Porter County where I live as well. So that that's just great news. So thank you for your part in, you know, both catalyzing that effort and for, you know, supporting Nancy's efforts uh, to, to celebrate what they're doing in Michigan City. So that's great. And um, can, can you tell us a little bit about your own organization, you know, Highland Neighbors for Sustainability? And then also I, I want to make sure that we have plenty of time to talk about an event that you're hosting at the end of this month. So whoever would like to discuss that. Connie, do you want to talk us uh, talk us um, about the origins of Highland Neighbors? Sure. Um, yes, Highland Neighbors for Sustainability uh, started in uh, as an outgrowth of an event that Kathy Sippel and I uh, um, coordinated with some other people, uh, and that took place February fifteenth, twenty twenty, in Highland, and. Um, out of that, called the Climate Action Blitz, out of that event, um, our group uh, in Highland, we had about 12 people from Highland at that event uh, and who didn't all know each other. Um, so we um, formed a, this Highland Neighbors for Sustainability group and started meeting. And, of course, uh, the pandemic happened soon after that, but we kept meeting by phone. In the next summer, we started, you know, we met outdoors. Um, and we uh, began working on uh, the uh, Indiana University's Resilience Cohort, which is a program that IU um, has uh, started where they send interns to Indiana towns and cities to do a greenhouse gas emissions inventory. Um, and so the, the two of you worked um, with me. Kathy uh, Sippel, you were uh, one of the major um, organizers of the weekly meetings that we held. But Kathy Perrin, you um, helped uh, in our Highland group, helped reach out to several people in other communities who, um, who you knew. Um, and so we, we were successful in, in getting 14 government aid um, in institutions, government um, entities uh, to, uh, on board to do a, this inventory. Um, this Stage two of this IU program is um, coming up with a climate action plan, and that is uh, through NERPSI, uh, who is coordinating a task force, and Kathy Sippel again, you are uh, one of the, the leader on this. Um, uh, stage two is, um, has, uh, we are meeting now uh, people who are just, uh, you know, volunteering their time at four, four meetings during this summer two already have taken place, two are uh, scheduled uh, in August and September, to um, develop a framework 
for communities to draw up a, their own climate action plan. And so what um, the we uh, so we're, I am on a community committee, community community slash individual committee of this task force, and this the, the community aspect of it um, came up with the idea of inviting people from the northwest Indiana area, the three county area, Lake Porter and Laporte, to um, to uh, an event that our Highland Neighbors Group is hosting in Highland. Um, on Saturday, August 27th, to come together and discuss where we are and what we would, where we would like to be in the area of sustainability. I think of this as a sort of um, um, uh, um, sorry. I think of it as you know some some groups or some communities just have one person uh, who are, who is interested and it doesn't have a group yet. Other people have a group but are just uh, on, uh, have an online presence only. Other groups are meeting in person. Uh, for example, our Highland group, we're meeting, we have monthly meetings, and we're at the point where we want to, uh, we have addressed a sustainability commission request at our council, town council, um, and we're working on, pursuing that even more, uh, you know, getting them on board with us. And then some communities have a sustainability commission. In northwest Indiana, that's Michigan City. Um, so what we have done is asked, um, uh, we, we'll have two speakers. One is a person from the Michigan City Sustainability Commission. Uh, her name is Andy Johns-Davis, and she'll speak about what um, what that commission is doing, what they're currently working on, what's been successful, what's been their challenges. We also have um, uh, uh, Alex Bazan who will be speaking. Alex is a uh, sustainability professional. He is um, working at the South Bend Office of Sustainability right now, but he also has experience working with the village of Park Forest in Illinois and working uh, in the Detroit metropolitan area, also in Austin, Texas. So he has a lot of experience and a lot of um, knowledge and his education background. He has master's degrees in sustainability fields. Um, but also he'll talk about his climate organizing, which he does on a volunteer basis. So those two speakers will talk. We'll have a question and answer period for people who are coming in from different towns and uh, cities in northwest Indiana to talk about, uh, you know, to find out more. And then we'll also have um, some time for the for people participants to talk to each other about what they are doing in their communities, what they would like to be doing more of in their communities, and uh, this is a chance for people to find out what other people are doing, um, and to you know so we can learn from each other. Um, it's a chance for people in neighboring communities to um, find out what what everyone else is doing and also for us to keep in touch yeah I think that is really fantastic and and I have to say too I personally you know I live in Valparaiso and though I'm working regionally of course I want to act locally just last week I attended Valparaiso's second meeting of neighbors who were interested and, and they came up with a catchy name at our first meeting in June we're calling ourselves invest so kind of investing in sustainability, but it's also an acronym. It stands for Indiana 
Valparaiso Environmental Stewardship Task Force. And as I understand it, our mayor or city council was approached about the idea of becoming a sustain sustainability commission. They were not on board yet. So even though we're not yet that, we're still welcome to come to this event. Any, any neighborhood group that's in the process, right, of gathering or working toward that end, is that right? Well, um, yes, uh, uh, partly. I mean, you know, people who are interested in establishing sustainability commissions in their uh, communities, that is sort of the, the end goal. But um, some people aren't, you know, even close to that yet. So there are some people who are um, sort of searching for other people in their communities to work with. Um, so it, it would be fine for someone who is um, an individual working alone or just thinking about this alone to come to this event and find out how, how to reach out to other people in your community, how other groups have done it, how other groups have developed. So um, it's, it's, I think of it as being on a spectrum of sustainability from the person who, you know, just has an inkling that they would like to uh, work on this in their community but haven't really gone about doing it yet to people who are ready to move forward and ask their town councils to set up sustainability commissions. Um, so in, uh, this event uh, on August 27th, it will be 10 until noon. It's at the Promise You Art House, which is at 8830 Kennedy Avenue in Highland. It's an outdoor event. It's a free event. Uh, but registration is limited just because of the uh, space that we have. And uh, so we're asking that if people do register, that they are committed to coming, um, which will help us, um, you know, know that everyone uh, who wants to be there can be there. Uh, so far we have people from Highland, of course, but people from Hammond, from East Chicago, from Hobart, Cherville, uh, um, Porter, uh, someone from Valparaiso, um, and someone from Munster. So we have those communities that are going to be, people from those communities will be participating. We'd love to get um, other people, uh, some communities that were in, in the uh, resilience cohort uh, that we don't have representatives at this event registered yet, our Lake Station, uh, Cedar Lake, Merrillville, um, so Chesterton. Uh, it would be great for us to get um, people from those communities, but also from communities that weren't part of the resilience cohort, for example, uh, Griffith or uh, Crown Point. Um, yeah, we'd love to um, hear from people from, from those communities and you know, um, I, uh, Kathy, you, um, Kathy Sipple, you are um, the the champion of the uh, regional approach to to environmentalism and sustainability, and I think that's so important in our area. We are uh, different from other communities in Indiana where you might have a town or a city, and then. Um, you drive for a long time before you get to the neighboring town or city. But, of course, in northwest Indiana, we're all sort of bunched in together, and that was exactly the reason why we, um, when we worked on the resilience cohort, we thought a regional approach was so important. That will be true of um, the Climate Action Plan and 
um, and sustainability commissions can help, uh, and, and even just um, less formal but um, more ad hoc uh, sustainability groups can also uh, will also be important on, uh, in helping um, uh, a regional give, giving us an, a regional approach. Well, thank you so much for that really juicy, uh, you know, rich description of, of what's going on. I think you did a great job of, you know, just framing that up of who should be there, why it's important, what people will get out of it. And I know that some people are going to come to this podcast after August 27th and say, oh, no, I missed out. So I just want to put my email out there um, if somebody needs to be paired up with, uh, you know, who they can contact. They can email me. I've got a lot of emails, but I'll just give the one associated with the podcast, Kathy with a K, K-A-T-H-Y, at 219greenconnect.com. You can email me and let me know if this is a year from now, two years from now, hey, what's going on in my community? How can I link up with, um, you know, with people who are interested in this? And hopefully we'll have lots more things to put on the map by then. And we also have a, a website that grew out of this, you know, climate action blitz that, that Connie mentioned it became Northwest Indiana Region Resilience.org or NWI Region Resilience.org. So we are trying to keep that separate from 219 Green Connect, which is mostly me and my podcast, and make that about this regional effort that specifically is about building resilience, you know, and its approach to climate action. And so, um, yeah, Connie, you mentioned that we're having, you know, an upcoming meeting, the third of four stakeholder meetings. And I just want to give a shout-out, too, if anybody's interested, interested in joining that, it will be held on uh, next Thursday, August 11th, from 1 to 3 p.m., and that will be on Zoom. So you can find out information about that on the NERPC website, nirpc.org, and that does stand for Northwest Indiana Regional Planning Commission, if you're not familiar with that acronym. It sometimes can be a little hard to find on their, their stuff, so if, if you have any trouble, again, you can email me, and I'll send you the links directly for how to join. And what else can I say? Uh, Connie, I want to say thank you for accepting that leadership role as the connector between that group that's meeting, you know, that, that NERPC is convening, and being our, you know, kind of uh, neighborhood stakeholder that has said you will be the bridge, you know, from that effort to... To the neighbors. I really love that you said neighbors rather than citizens. I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, if that would be comfortable for you. Sure. Um, when we were forming our group, um, we had uh, actually considered the name Highland Citizens for sustainability, um, but we wanted to um, we wanted to be sure that we weren't being uh, excluding anybody in any way, and um, so the words um, the word citizen can actually mean um, you know people in your community, but it can also mean people who are um, you know here here who have been born here or who have been um, um, naturalized citizens, and so. Um, this is this is a group for everyone, and we just thought that neighbors is uh, is the inclusive word that we uh, that we actually needed and meant. Well, I love that, and I actually brought that up 
on a meeting yesterday. <laughs> we have a diversity and inclusion coach through our process with Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute. She's out of Chicago, and I mentioned that to her, and she said, I love that. I'm going to start sharing that with other groups that I mentioned. So I gave you all credit, and I thought that was <laughs> an important consideration. Yeah, and so, you know, just using the collective wisdom of the whole, some, you know, words are so important, and sometimes when you're just in the thick of doing the work, I'll admit it is a lot of uh, technical stuff to get through on this climate action planning, and we're figuring it out. We are the first region within Indiana to, to do this, and there weren't a whole lot of templates out there to, to look at for guidance at that time, and thankfully this is becoming more of um, a normalized thing, you know, that people are doing around the country now and around the world. But, um, you know, we are figuring it out. So we really need the wisdom of all the people who can afford the time to come on Thursday, August 11th, and then we've got one more meeting. The date and time escapes me, uh, but that will be in September. And I, I hope this is not premature, but it, it looks like we may be able to get an extension with our climate fellow who has uh, been assigned to us. He is interested in continuing on, and Earth Charter Indiana has said that they would put forth the fee to make that happen. And so I think with, you know, the lot of work that comes with doing this regionally compared to doing it for a single municipality, we really need that extra time. So there might even be more stakeholder meetings beyond September, you know, to be continued. But right now, um, we're planning the agenda for the meeting on August 11th. And I said, I thought a great question for communities is just to ask them to do a self-assessment for their for their readiness. You know, once NERPC has this framework, these tools available for communities to adapt to their own, you know, their own cities and towns, how ready are you? And I think, uh, Kathy Perrin, you just mentioned sometimes people only have one staff member or a very part-time staff member, and, you know, climate and climate resilience is so important. It takes on so many different aspects, and it looks different in each community. Sometimes it's going to rely heavily on transportation. Sometimes, you know, putting in anti-flooding measures. Sometimes it might look, you know, completely different. And a sustainability commission could really draw on a lot of different um, viewpoints. Would, would you say that's right, Kathy, or is that just another reason why mm -hmm. cities should, should look at that in their readiness? Absolutely. And you know what? We need ideas from residents. I'm hoping that when we Highland gets their sustainability commission on, I have a whole laundry list of things I want to do. I want to make sure we educate people about recycling and maybe have a big recycling rama. It'll be fun. It'll be lots of things to get people excited and educated and, and that. And I'm really excited about solar and I'm excited about native plants, but I want to know what everybody else is excited about. I want to know what about the people across the street, the people over here are excited about. Michigan City is doing a whole lot of things um, because they're on Lake Michigan, but we got the little Calumet River right, right up on our, our doorstep here. So there's things that we can do with that. If we're going to have new buildings, we can have input for people. Do we want it to have be LEED certified? Do we want them to have permeable paving? Do we want them to have electric chargers installed? So there's lots and lots of things, and we need input from everybody. Because before I went to the climate action blitz, I thought I was the only person in Indiana who cared about the climate. 
And I was so happy that there were other people out there. So we need to find all these people and we need to get together. Well, it was absolutely great, great, great event. That was really powerful to all be in that same room. And now looking back through the lens of COVID, <laughs> we had no idea <laughs> in February of 2020 that that might be our last opportunity in quite a while. Yeah. But it, it was a great, great thing. And I'm really glad that it stirred up so much momentum. Um, well, there's, like a couple things I know that are coming up in the near future, but I, I don't want to make announcements if you all still have things to share. But I'll, I'll just I'll throw a few things out there, and then if you want to take any of these or if you want to ignore this and go to something else, that would be fine. But I know there's uh, something also coming up on August 11th that's called Climate Follies. It's happening right in Munster at uh, South Shore Arts or the – I think Connie knows a little bit about that. There's also – a climate action challenge that I have signed up for through Green Team Academy, and I just signed up a Northwest Indiana team. So kind of to Kathy's point about, you know, let's find people who are interested in native plants. Let's find people who are interested in this. I just thought if we can come together as a team and learn who wants to do native plantings or who wants to convert their front, you know, lawn into um, a garden instead, like how could we connect during a 90-day challenge period to do projects like that that are citizen-driven, you know, team-led, and just compare our results, share our results, and, you know, celebrate in December uh, once this time frame is done. It runs from September 1st roughly through November 30th. I thought that would be a great kickoff to share with people at the August 27th event and just learn how to do, who's doing it, and, you know, kind of extend that event um, yeah, so let me be quiet and let each of you see which things you might want to respond to. Yes, thank you for mentioning uh, the Climate Follies uh, reading of a play by Jim Poyser, Executive Director of uh, Earth Charter Indiana. Um, that uh, event is at 7 p.m. at the South Shore Arts. That's at the Munster Perform uh, Visual and Performing Arts Center on Ridge Road in Munster. Um, that should be a lot of fun, um, although uh, the way Jim Poyser uh, describes it as, um, it's a comedy about the unfunniest thing ever, the climate emergency. So I encourage everyone to come out and, uh, and listen, uh, watch, and uh, even participate, because he will be asking for audience participation for those who would like to participate uh, in, that play, in that reading of that play. Um, I also, I guess, um, want to say that um, the uh, you, Kathy, you mentioned the readiness assessment. That's the IU um, uh, Environmental Resilience Institute um, um, program, or I, I don't know exactly how I want to describe it. But um, people can go on and, and uh, put their zip code in. And any community in Indiana will will be pulled up as um, you know um, giving information about how uh, how um, vulnerable you are to um, to climate um, uh, extreme weather, and so um, that is one thing that uh, 
uh, sustainability commission. And, uh, people can do this. Individuals can do it. But I think part of it might be um, only accessible by people who are affiliated, uh, you know, with the town officially. So uh, um, sustainability uh, commission members might really be uh, uh, an aid to town council or city council people who are, um, you know, maybe just don't have the, the bandwidth to work on these issues. And I want to add, add to that, um, this gives us, the, you know, people who aren't formally part of a town council or, or a, you know, a part of a political, um, uh, you know, not an official, an elected official, to really be involved in our local government. Um, you know, I hear it said we, we can't just vote. I mean, of course, voting is important, but it is the bare minimum of uh, what our political involvement should be. And so, um, you know, going to, to our uh, council meetings, uh, speaking up on environmental and sustainability, sustainability issues is just so important at this really critical time in, in our in our planet's history, where we have, um, you know, we have a limited time to really keep um, uh, emissions uh, or uh, warming, global warming, at a at a level that will make it possible for us to. Um, Kathy can just, you know, I don't know. I, you could just delete this. <laughs> time is on Earth. Time, no, time is of the essence. I think is what maybe you're trying to say yeah. and. Kind of apropos, we are we are about at the end of the time for our podcast too. So I just really want to thank both of you again for all the organizing work that you're doing and for being a support for other groups to get started. So we can definitely resume this conversation. You know, after the August 27th meeting, we could maybe you know do an update on how this is going, or if people decide to join me in this climate challenge, and maybe that can be a way to nurture some groups. It's to be continued. This work is to be continued. So. Again, thank you. You have been listening to yet another episode of 219 Green Connect, and I think this is episode number 98, so coming up on that 100th episode pretty soon. If you have something that you would like to celebrate as a topic, again, you can email me, Kathy, at 219greenconnect.com, and let me know what you'd like to do a show about. Okay, that's all the time we've got for today, so thank you again. Thank you, Kathy, for your awesome work. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. DW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.